Hey, welcome to In Bed with Books, the podcast where we talk about smutty fantasy, classics, and more. I'm Melissa. And I'm Bethany. If you'd like to see more of us, you can find us on our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, or on Instagram at inbedwithbookspod. So thanks for joining us this week. Uh, what are we talking about today? Let's find out. All right. I was telling Blanca, I was like, oh, some reading glasses to go so well with my new crow's feet. Because <laughs> I'm like, they're coming in. They're coming in. I'm telling Bright you, dude. Red bushy tails. My crow's feet are coming in. <laughs> so. Retinol, tretinoin, backy call. Yeah. All of the things. All of the things. Yep. Um. Okay, so this is this is it. This is the beginning of season six. It is. It's this the first episode of season six. Yes, which is oh terrifying and exciting. And the yeah. further in we get, the more I'm like, I guess we didn't need to make the season so short so that we have so many a year. But also, I don't care. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we're still here. We're still doing it, and it's like yeah. the freedom of now being able to like read other things. Yeah, having time to read other things is really. To be exciting. honest, I haven't read anything else. Yeah, I mean, I haven't sat down and like read like physically. Yeah. I've listened to things, but that's oh, like nothing though. Like all yeah. I've done still is podcast stuff, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to like be able to sit down and read, but I just yeah. I kind of I've had to stop the audiobooks because I just wasn't paying enough attention. Yeah. Which that's more problem. to do with my attention span lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, if I want to know what's going on, I just can't listen to a book at the moment. No matter, none of my usual tricks are working, I should say. Right. So like, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So let's, I guess, go over a little bit of what season six is going to look like. Yes. If you're following us on Instagram or if you're on the email list, then you already kind of have a heads up of what we're going to be reading and talking about this season. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the biggest changes, which you just kind of referenced, is that we're going to be doing less in-pod books just for the sake of, like, a little Sanity. bit more... <laughs> well, I was going to say a little bit more diversity, too, in the, like, mm. in what we're talking about, because it got to the point where we were only reading one things on the podcast and two just like highly aggressive smut that also didn't really like it would occasionally make sense to like bring it up but it's like only in sex scenes which we weren't always reading and so it didn't always add up and so we wanted to give ourselves the freedom a little bit to talk about our own separate things and bring that to the table also because like when we first started this we uh it was because getting into fantasy romance and smut and everything and uh new adult books was kind of healing our brains after our master's program Mm -hmm. and that's done i won't say totally done like i still definitely bring it up in therapy but in terms of like capacity way different now yeah than it was when we first started we're growing up i don't want to but okay we're growing up and reading twilight (laughs) yeah our our brains are fixing themselves a little bit. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're fixing healing. A bit more We're by this healing. Point. Yeah, nature is healing. Um, and then because I'm neurotic, and I need to have like last season we had 13 episodes because we had a bonus episode ish of things when we met up. 
And so yeah. instead of ending on 12 episodes, we ended on 13. And so we're doing 11 episodes this season so that way Melissa's brain can be okay. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit less pressure this season. Um, I think a lot more from us because of that, which is going to mm-hmm. be nice. And then it's growing. So we have to grow with it. And that means changing things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it'll be good. I'm very Same. excited. I don't know what we're thinking. <laughs> we were fucking insane. That's what. Remember we're when like, we started? Oh, look, every it was like, episode. Yeah. You can do this. 500 <sighs> pages a week. Like, I get that some people, that's nothing. But yeah. like. Not for us, though. Not for us. Like, yeah. to be, Our brains to be clear, healing. we are not like like bookstagram very much like intimidates us oh yeah you know it's just like there's so much to read out there and there's there's people who are reading so much and there's you know all these there's some people who are reading like a book a day and i'm like how are you doing this yeah in what time do you or like my this? sister yeah who's <laughs> like oh i already i've already finished the series and reread it and i'm like i haven't <laughs> even like finished the new release like yeah yeah, um, it's strike it's fear into our hearts. Yeah. 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 So we're definitely like coming at this from like a realistic perspective, but also just like this is our pace. And also everyone, there's also lots of people out there like us who yeah. don't read that much. And I think part of it too, this is an argument that we would have in a uh, class about the like it's like, yeah, of course they wrote 30 books in their lifetime because they had a maid and they had a wife running the household. They didn't even have to bathe themselves half the time. And they had like a benefactor, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Eats. Exactly. It's like, I am none of those things. So I can't yeah. read just a book every single day. Oh my God. Okay. So a friend of ours was doing uh their dissertation, like um, a meeting for their dissertation for their PhD. Mm-hmm. And one of the, I guess, committee committee members, that's a, one of the committee members was like, you should be reading 12 hours a day and writing for two. And it's like, in what world is that even on a normal life? Is that physically possible? And this person is also like trying to support themselves and their family. They're trying to do the other coursework and the other responsibilities that they have as a PhD student, since PhD yeah. students are like, not quite faculty but not quite students and so they're that like terrible in between place mm-hmm. and so one of the other committee members is like that's not no that's stupid yeah uh, in more professional words and they were like fine writing for 10 uh or reading for 10 writing for two and which is still 12 hours i'm like do you think this person is beyonce who <laughs> yeah. just has like a full team of people doing everything for her yeah it's also like what kind of standards and that's kind of the thing I think we yeah. really we really struggled with in academia which was yeah. these just like unrealistic standards especially in Britain where oh, your grades are D's to start with and then yeah. you have to build up yeah yeah Ugh. I think like okay. never in my life have I gotten a grade that started with a five. Oh my god I know I had to remind myself like that's <laughs> like a it's like an 80 from what we're yeah. used to yeah yeah um I think like one of my biggest problems that I still have with our experience there was just how unsupported by the university we were because our department and like our program was being unsupported by the university. Yeah. Which really sucked because like 
as much as I would have wanted to have helped them, I was like treading water for probably the second six months that we were doing coursework mm-hmm. or doing, I guess not even entirely coursework, but it's like the second half of our, our tenure there. Um, and so it's like, I can't exactly go to everyone that I should be able to go to for help because they are also struggling with like their own problems. Cause it's humanities and humanities doesn't get respected. No. Yeah. And like, like recently I was um, talking to, as if <laughs> introducing myself to this like new person or whatever, friend of mm-hmm. a friend. And, uh, uh, they were like, Oh, where did you go to school? And I told them, and like, they were like, Oh, what'd you study? <laughs> and I said, Oh, 18th century studies, you know? Um, and it was like, you know, partnered with the British museum and things like that. And it was like kind of museum studies as well. And then they were like, Oh, you know, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. So like, I know the face there's, there's like all of these, cause there's all of these like disputes over like getting, getting all of the pieces back to like the, the, their homeland and stuff like that. And so it's yeah. like, there's a lot of like contention around the British museum because the British museum not only was instrumental in like appropriating all of those pieces and their colonization and things, but mm-hmm they're also like the first people to do that <laughs> like the well, Louvre is huge but it all started in britain like <laughs> well also like it was one man's it started with one man's collection yeah because back then it was just like there weren't you didn't have museums like we had now you had individual very rich people who yeah. would pay the people who went to the other areas of the world to bring back artifacts like how do you think they were bringing back those artifacts and so it's like even though he didn't explicitly do it i can't even remember his name now um i know sloan yes thank you sloan um even though he wasn't explicitly doing it that's how he got his things and Mm -hmm. then it was like this great you know charity to donate it to the public Mm -hmm. but then yeah like i think it was while we were there was when the guy who runs the place was like yeah we're not giving that shit back <laughs> not again not in like that kind of yeah he was yeah. much more professional much more like pr friendly about it but that's essentially what he said and it's like you could have made the argument maybe 50 years ago that they don't have the uh, means of properly uh conserving some of the things mm-hmm. but one you can't really say that that's your call yeah and two um that's just not the case anymore. Everybody has means. Everyone has access to these means at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking specifically about like the Parthenon pieces because that's one of the like quintessential rooms in that entire museum. Yeah. But then when we went to Athens, which made just sound like a lot bougier. Every time I say it, I'm I like, know. it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. um, they've got their like own museum that is well suited to taking care of those things. Yeah and they just won't give them back yeah so yeah yeah and it's also like also on that note how is it our fault i know <laughs> when I we like, say that we're not like by by getting ed- by being educated on these things does not yeah. make us that does not like um hand over res- the, this responsibility for like yeah doing i didn't help better. them steal it yeah we're actually like i actually feel like it was really enlightening to like yeah. learn about how museums became kind of this attribute almost of 
colonization. Oh yeah. And like that's like class education and like that that's what the 18th century was all about like in the whole collecting yeah culture and things like that. Like it was very much this like western white european like appropriating Trying to all of these things the unknown. Con- yes, conceptualize like the globalization yeah. that was like a- growing and occurring. So yeah, yeah. No, yeah and, it's- and also like as we're having this conversation, I do want to note too, like I've worked in and with museums before mm-hmm. and that's not something like, even when we were at the British Museum, like that was a conversation that we were constantly having. Yeah. And so it's not like, like I, I wouldn't say that the guy who made those comments from the British Museum represents museums in his right. opinion. That's like a huge debate that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I just wanted to note that because it's not like everyone in museums is just like twirling their like curly mustache and yeah. being like it's ours for the taking. Some people are like genuinely working towards that, working within like museums mm-hmm. towards some kinds of reparations, I guess, or yeah. like if you if that's what we solutions, want to call it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so all of that to say, yes, that our academic trauma highly influenced our early seasons. Yes. <laughs> Which means that we tried to go 110% all the time. And I feel like if you've been with us at least since like season two or three, that you've seen us tone it down and try to figure out what's actually healthy for us. And so this mm-hmm. season is another attempt at that. Yes. It's We're always an attempt. We're yeah. getting closer. I think that's the thing is like, I don't want to say that there's like some pinnacle of what we're trying to reach in terms of like healthy mm-hmm. balance, but just that like every season things kind of change and shift. Like last season took a long time because we both had so much going on mm-hmm. on top of the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's nice to know that we can always kind of adapt it, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like this season having less books and one extra, one less episode is going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And next season it probably look will look different, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so this week, so this season we are reading, yes, Eclipse, which we have read and we are yes. talking about today. That is today's episode. Uh-huh. Okay, I have, I have a really um, terrible question. Is okay, Eclipse yeah, the last book? No, there's a fourth one. Okay, and then there's that book that she wrote of Edward's perspective. That's like between one and two. That's like an extra. Yeah. Okay. So the fourth Which one. We don't really have to read that one. I actually never read that one. I don't okay. know that I want to read her point of view, like her writing of male point of view. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need more. We don't. We don't need to add more fuel to the fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how eager I am to do that, but we yeah. won't write it off just yet. We'll see how things feel. Yeah. So okay. So there is one more. Okay. Yeah. And it's a it's a doozy. So the movie is okay. a two part movie too. Okay. Oh, it's a um, big one. It's a big one. Yeah. So we'll have to figure out how we want to do that for the watch party at that point. But like, yeah, it's a big one. So I'm I'm even thinking I'm probably going to kind of read it bit by bit between now and whenever we decide to record. Yeah. Because even, okay. Okay. Before we go on to the list, even with this, like Bella is so annoying in this book, like so (laughs) fucking annoying. And we will get deeper into that. But there was times when I was like, if I didn't have to have this done in the next few days, I would put this down for at least two weeks to, to cope with how stupid she's being. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It was, yeah. Okay. The next book we're reading is Kingdom of the Feared, which I have already started and it is very good. Yes. Have you, have you started it yet? No, I finished, uh, I finished Eclipse yesterday. So girl, 
Yeah. You will love this. Uh, you know, I love Amelia. So I'm everything, very excited. Everything you like, Wrath is hot as fuck. I know. I'm so um, excited to get back book to Wrath. Is the best one so far for me. I'm I'm only like on chapter like five or seven or something. Mm-hmm. I'm a good chunk. I'm like about 25% in and it, there's already so much that's happened. So I'm excited for you to get there. Okay, cool. Cool. I'll have to start that later today. Yeah. Um, and then we're reading the good, the bad and the undead. Is that what's I think next? So, yeah. Which is, I don't know what order, but I know these are the books that we're reading. Okay. Yeah. We won't worry about order then. So the good, the bad and the ugly second, the in undead. The, the undead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, the good, the bad and the undead, uh, the second in Kim Harrison's hollow series. Yeah. Um, and then we're reading if Beale street could talk uh, by James so Baldwin. That's that our one. classic. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I've only ever read the fire next time by him. Okay. And he's arguably one of my favorite writers and I feel yeah. like I need to read more of him. So, yeah. And then we're reading the immortal city. Yes, by Amy Kuvalian. Kuvalian. I'm gonna yes. butcher. I'm I'm so bad at names. Yeah. We need to just like edit a video of me terribly attempting people's last names. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're reading The Immortal City, but it's from the Magicians of Venice series. Yes, excited that, about that. Yeah, helps a little bit. Yeah. There's one more. There is. What is it? okay i'll figure it out give me give me a second maybe that is it just waiting for a page to load we're gonna be like oh yeah yeah that's exactly how it's gonna go oh no that's it eclipse kingdom of the feared immortal city i feel she could talk the good bad and the undead yeah i think we wanted four five if there's like a new release that's right i thought there was for some reason yeah i think nick i think there's one in like the fall yeah no there's one this summer right in july the new um what's it called blood and ash book comes out i know (laughs) we'll have to start with that one yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to because oh. we'll have I'm going to binge that thing. God, that just made my dick hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm I so can excited. feel my ovaries thinking about Castile again. Yeah. Um I think Okay. So you know how like media, all media tends to like jump onto one thing once it's doing really well and so we're getting all of these crossovers where it's like, wow, multiverse. So oh, look at these multiple sure. worlds connecting. I feel like Armin Trout's kind of doing that with like time with her is when you have like mm-hmm. the past and then you've got the present and they're going to mm-hmm. converge i like that i yeah. won't say more but i would say like that's probably kind of fighting for for dominance in my kind of like worlds that i prefer yeah because you have this like very personal connection whereas like and this isn't a dig at all with moss at the very end of crescent city Mm -hmm. um she's just like she thinks through right when she sees uh resand and that is sweet but i'm like imagine if it was like actually her great grandmother and they were 
actually um, related and part of the same prophecy. And it wasn't just like, well, you know, they're probably related from a past event where the yeah, worlds diverged. A, there's more of a lineage. Yes. Like, yeah. To um, the Blood and Ash series. Yeah. Universe. Um, whereas um, Crescent City and Akatar are more. It's it, it all converged at this one point in this one war that we don't really know that much about yet. And so it's really yeah. hard to kind of piece it together. So there's a lot more mystery. Whereas like, I feel like for Blood and Ash, you're like, you're just kind of like always wa- wondering and always working it out and trying to figure out what it is. And then when it happened, when it, when the like truth is revealed, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that like satisfaction. Yeah. Whereas I think Moss is more about like surprise, surprise. Agreed. Agreed. Having been absolutely traumatized by the first two <laughs> Crescent City books. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I will say, okay, quick tangent, yes. which we were talking about recently. I'm still so convinced that Amrin was an Asteri. Yeah. I think we had had that conversation. Yeah. And like, that's just something that like, it keeps coming up in my brain when like my brain wanders and I'm thinking about like book theories. Because they're really, she's really establishing the hysteria as like these really bad people. Yeah. And Amarin's- Like all powerful. Yeah. And Amarin is like this kind of like out cast of whatever she is. We don't know what she Mm -hmm. is, but she's like clearly not welcome or, or they're forgotten or they're just not, they don't exist anymore. We don't really know. And so like, the one time that we have any kind of indication, I think she's talking essentially about like uh, like an allusion to Sodom and Gomorrah because she talks about like the mm. Twin Cities or something like that. And then she saw like this, uh, I guess like this portal. Right. But that's like nothing to work on because it happened yeah. thousands of years ago. All we know is that she's like old as dirt. Yeah. so old that she doesn't remember everything right um but this goes back to a little bit of the like sometimes it's hard to gauge how old even though we know it's like oh he's so old and he's 500 years old or 450 years old or something like that resand mm-hmm. and then in like hindsight it's like that's not that old yeah in terms of the immortals that we come in contact with yeah because if you put it into like the 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 context of our timeline that would be like the discovery of America. Yeah. And that's not that long ago, actually. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. He just happens to be the most powerful right now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, exactly. And then, oh God. And then I think I remember we talked about in Throne of Glass, there's a possible like, I have not read it all. Okay. So I cannot confirm, but I think I read somewhere or something that he makes an appearance yeah in throne of glass i've heard that yeah and i'm kind of like oh that's really interesting so that that makes me really want to read throne of glass i'll um finish it so yeah i kind of want to at the very least in case there's like more crossover but Mm -hmm. from what i understand i don't think there's gonna be yeah i don't think there's gonna be like a grand thing like this they're not gonna be like intertwined Throne of Glass isn't going to be intertwined with the other two series quite as much as yeah. the other two series are together. I think and I think part just, of that is because Throne of Glass is so long. It's when it's done, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's done. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, why make them read this just so they know what's yeah. going on? Yeah. 
Or at least like with Akatar. Akatar was so popular. And then if you were reading Akatar, then you read Crescent City. Yeah. So um yeah, and so I just can't stop thinking about like Amrin's role in all of this. Yeah. Um what's gonna happen with Elaine? Oh god. I hope something Azrael. anything interesting no. happening to Elaine. I know. Um yeah, Azrael. I hope he finds his mate. Whoever they may be. Whoever they may be. And we have like loose confirmation now that that's uh, not Bryce, which I'm happy about. Yeah. I wouldn't be totally opposed to her breaking, to Moss like breaking her first love interest isn't the final one rule. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Okay, so now the actual book at hand. <laughs> the actual book at hand. Eclipse. Yes, so Eclipse. Which I will say the uh, three guys, one who reads minds, one who's a himbo, and one who's a quiet brooder. The connection is there. So we weren't, it wasn't a terrible transition. What do you mean? The, the Bat Boys and then the Collins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Collins, yeah. <laughs> Um, who who would be who? Emmett's Cassian. Oh, yeah, and then Rhysand and Edward, and then Azrael and Jasper. Yeah, yeah, like no, like no question. Yeah, it's just because it's like the perfect. It covers all your bases. There's someone for everyone. And then Jake is Tamlin. <laughs> yeah, pretty much Tamlin or Lucian, kind of a combination of that. Oh, Tamlin. Yeah yeah that's funny um, yeah good segue yeah it's very perfectly executed yes um okay so then again as somebody who's read this series before i want to ask you your first thoughts which we've kind of if you were in the watch party with yes. us uh we kind of talked about uh i think we have some varying degrees of difference but on the whole we have some uniting ideas yeah and i mean like that's normal that's yeah but i want to hear your overall thoughts i guess to start my overall thoughts um i remember specifically listening to i think it was like i was at 20 or 30 percent and then I, I was starting to kind of finally kind of get back into the groove of like the twilight universe but having a distinct frustration and disdain <laughs> for Edward and like how he was handling things, the way he was talking to Bella was like, was like bothering me um, and like keeping things from her and like, but then equally how frustrating her character is. Right. God, yes. And like, I'm just like, because I felt like the first the first book was really great in like introducing this great love story, semblance of a love story, right? Like <laughs> this like um, obsession story. This like obsession story. And yeah. then you have New Moon where it's like, oh, and then there's like a love triangle and there's these politics, mm -hmm. right? And it has like a really good plot. And then this book I felt like was just kind of trying to drive home this romance that wasn't really working anymore at least for yeah. me, like, I can't remember why they love each other. 
other than this like obsession. Like that's kind of how I felt. I felt very like disconnected to their love story, which I felt, which was a big part of like the book, the plot. I, and, I will uh, say, sorry, like just to interject real quick, because we've kind of talked about like the difference between the stuff that was popular, like when I was a teenager, when we were yeah. teenagers and then now, and this is like a very good example of that. Like, I will not say that this is an issue specific to Twilight. I will agree yeah. with you where it's like, you know, you're a teenager and you're reading this and it's cute. And it's like, wow, he's so hot and he likes her because mm-hmm. that's all you care about when you're a teenager. Yeah. And like that really gets reflected. Yeah. And so that's just to say like. No, I know. And, I, and yeah. I'm not done because I was going to say. Oh, like, yeah. No, no, no. And so sorry. I'm please continue. I just want to. Like, yeah. 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 I'm very much like, I think I'm just so used to like reading what we read. Yeah. Like entirely. And so from the perspective of someone who started reading YA like in 2020, um, <laughs> this, I I'm having a hard time, like caring about their relationship because I don't know why they love each other other than there's this obsession. There's this like draw to each other. And so to like kind of sustain that relationship, his, his like attitude towards her makes it seem really toxic more toxic I think than if I had like that emotional like teenager like um, yeah connection Jacob <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand broke my fucking heart that little ick that little yeah. ick I just was so mad because then he was just like and then there was a part where I was kind of frustrated with Charlie Yes. Because Charlie was like, what did you do, Bella? I'm like, okay. Can we talk about like (laughs) mothering her father? Oh, I know. He like, she like cooks dinner for him and stuff. He's completely inept. The one time he cooked for himself, she comes home and he like is acting stupid. Like that weaponized incompetence where he can't even cook fucking pasta. I was like, are you fucking serious? It takes 10 minutes. How, I'm so what, angry. What did you do? What did you do before yes. she got there? Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That infuriated yeah. me. I think yeah. that was a consistent theme throughout the book. It though, was both of her parents. Yeah. There's this one part where she's talking about Renee when they visited in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about like how she used to just wait for her mom to like move on to the next scheme. And like, she just had to kind of wait out her, her ideas sometimes. And yeah, she's like infantilizing her mother. Yeah which was disgusting yeah and what's interesting is like if someone were to like rewrite the story now they could use her like mommy and daddy issues to justify why she has no personality (laughs) yeah you know like because that was also like i'm so I want to be clear that I am equally frustrated with all three characters. Oh God. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not like, yeah. Like I get why, why, like I loved looking at Jacob in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to deny myself that I am no nun. Oh yeah. But I also like could understand why there was like team Jacob in the second book. I was like, okay, like he's more like down to earth. He's more like, there's more of a relationship that they have that I felt like was always missing with like Edward and Bella for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course, Edward's just like, so like, um, I want to mysterious and tortured and like, that's hot. So there's like, 
you know, it's like, I get it. I get, I get all of that. Um, and so this book really kind of drove home. I'm kind of like, um, that for like the first half, because I don't know how many times I like, I would like hear Edward be like, um, don't be ridiculous, Bella. You don't know what you're talking about, Bella. Like, just listen, Bella, like just completely like she, of course her concerns are like all out of whack, but like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and- I think that's, that's why his stuff didn't bother me so much. It's because like, if she didn't want to be treated like a child, then stop acting like one, like plain and simple. She has very infantile, like responses to things. Which and just shows that she's a 17-year-old high schooler yeah. with this 110-year-old vampire that's yeah. like, you know, so then, because then I was just like, because I was, I was just kind of like, okay, like, yeah, she's got, she definitely doesn't know who she is. She yeah. doesn't, she, the only personality she has is that she is academic, but then she yeah. doesn't even want to go to Dartmouth for free. So I'm really confused yeah. about why she's angry about that. And then like, Edward is just like kind of pushing it. Like he signs it for her, which I feel like is like really overstepping the line. I don't like why. Well, okay. So the, to clarify the first thing, which is just the reason she doesn't want to go to Dartmouth is because she thinks it's going to push off them changing her. Right. Um, but it's also like, she's not doing what she needs to do. She's so doe-eyed that she's just, like, ignoring her actual future, which is that, like, yeah, you know, Alaska might be easier for you, but it's not your only option. You don't just have to go to Alaska. That's not the only place that there's college with little yes. son. Um, and she's, I, I didn't notice it so much, and this is kind of tying into your point, too. I didn't notice it so much as, as a kid reading it, but I noticed it a lot more this time. It's like, she's so obsessed with her age so obsessed with her age which i don't know if that's a uh i didn't notice as a teenager because like age was really important to me Mm -hmm. not that i was like so scared of aging like she was but when you're under like 21 every birthday is a milestone you know and reading it now i'm like shut up it's really not gonna make a difference a year is not gonna make any difference but she's not interested in hearing either. That's what's frustrating too. Yeah. Ugh, so frustrating. Yeah. But yes, sorry, back to your point, which is that like, I'm not that bothered by it only because she's acting so terribly in this book. Yeah. Like, because she, like, it's very, what she wants, she doesn't know what she wants because everything she gets upset about is so conflicting because Edward wants to marry her, but that's growing up too fast. Yeah. But not getting changed. Yeah. And getting changed becomes more important to her than school. That happened really fast. Yeah. You know? So there's just kind of this, like, I don't know what's important to her. She doesn't really have like a good, she's not a good um, anchor for judging whether Edward is cool or not or like yeah she's not she's very like like, it's very biased yeah uh, internal i feel like edward's issues are more connected to bella's issues mm -hmm. and jake is just like don't do that don't fucking do that you know a little bit i guess yeah i think they're i think bella and jacob are both extremely selfish 
and mm-hmm. Edward is too, but he's at least willing to like look. You need to worry about something, literally anything else. Um, and then two points to that. One, I think she just latched on so much to the like, if I was a vampire, this wouldn't be so bad. Which is like true. It is a fact. Mm. It's like other facts. I have brown hair. I have brown eyes. Can I change the brown eyes? I could if I put in a lot of effort and I had the money for it, you know? Yeah. And I knew how to, like, the effort is I don't want to ever touch my eye. Um, But it's like, it's not possible right now. It would make a bigger problem than it's worth. And it's not until somebody kind of, like, point blank tells her, like, stop. You're going to make it worse, actually, if you do that. Yeah. Because I think... Yeah, sorry. Well, just to say, like, she's so selfish that she was like, well, it would make it easier. She's just looking for any argument, really, at this point. And it's like, but it won't make it easier, actually. She, She's like Guillermo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's like, yes. come on. She's just trying to trick him. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that makes sense because she's like, she knows she's helpless. Yeah. And everyone's Which in sucks. danger because of her. Yeah. And I think this is like her the only way for her to feel strong but even the book doesn't really lean to that like okay, there's so not that's... a lot of there's not a lot of commentary about there's why not. she's doing anything there's none so we have to just speculate based completely on what she says and reacts is very and little is very little unless she's like trying to make herself feel pitiful like she is such a pick me bitch she's like yeah. getting in between fights and she's like no it's my fault i'm like shut up not everything is about you bella um but also like okay so one of the, my favorite examples once i really realized it was uh when she's talking about jessica before graduation and then like every time jessica's brought up again like i was kind of like paying attention to this because she kind of talks about jessica like she does not like her at all but she yeah. doesn't ever say that in fact when she's trying to make sure that angela and all of her human friends are out of town for the fight and gives them the tickets mm-hmm. she's like and thank god like jessica he's taking jessica too mike is taking jessica or whatever so that she's out of town i'm like you've never indicated that you actually like her in fact when she tried to indicate that she wanted to like be friends with you further past graduation which uh, again not that it's jessica is like a normal teenager teenager she's yeah. it's just what you say at graduation um she didn't even lie. She just like changed the subject. I'm like, you clearly don't like Jessica, mm-hmm. but you won't admit it. And then there was this one line where she said something about like my friends and family and even uh, petty enemies would be safe or something like that, or would be uh, in danger or something when she's thinking about the threat of the young vampires on forks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is the the only possible option that you could have for like your petty enemies in forks is Jessica. But she never indicates that she actually doesn't like Jessica, except for some passive actions, not even thoughts or comments, actions. Yeah, because I do remember the one time, I think it was in New Moon, where she um, she was like, I guess I'll go to the movie with her. Yeah. But it wasn't, she didn't really want to go. She was she doing doesn't it. indicate that, you know? Yeah. It's very passive. Yeah. Very backhanded ways. Yeah. And I think... So that's kind of like a prime, like that's a very blatant example of it, Mm -hmm. but that's reflected in every single action that Bella does. It's it's very unclear why or like why she's doing things or why she thinks that like the the thought process, which we're very spoiled now because like Poppy, so much indication. 
Yes. Or like Sarah or Feyre and Nesta, like all of them. Mm-hmm. Very clear thought processes, especially Nesta. I think Nesta is a really good example, Nesta and Poppy, because there's a lot of trauma there that we're yeah. seeing unravel and we're seeing yeah. like it's very carefully done. And with Bella, it's just like, I don't think she loves Jacob. In fact, the times that she was kissed felt very like trigger warning, like rapey, extremely yes. assaulty. And then she just yeah. changes and she's like, oh, wait, I do love him. Like, when did you fall in love with him? At yeah. what point? That I was, don't see it. That was frustrating. Oh, God. Yeah. That fucking part of the movie where <laughs> it's in the snow and they and she chases after him. Yes. And then kisses him to make him feel better. Yeah. Disgusting. Because he because he like ugh, because he like threatened to like kill himself. Yeah. I think in the book too, in the movie it's very like he's very emotional. You almost feel kind of bad for him. And then he says that stuff and you're like, you're disgusting. Yeah. But then in the book, she describes like his uh his smirk and the way like she can see like he's about to do something. And you're like, he's being so much more manipulative in the book. Oh yeah. Than he is in the movie. In the movie, he wasn't great yeah but in the books it's so much more aggressive yeah and i'm like because she there's that one part when she talks about like it's like a jekyll and hyde there's the jacob that i like and then my jacob i'm like where is your jacob at any point anymore yeah I was he like, does I not exist it. after he's a yeah. wolf <laughs> yeah i also i also felt like that a little bit with edward like yeah the um because there was this part where it was after it was after she broke her hand Mm-hmm. and yeah. went back with Jay, and then jacob like walked in and edward was there mm-hmm. so it's charlie it's like edward and jacob face off right and then like charlie's there like bella what did you do yeah <laughs> and then um and then edward goes he like just tries he there was like a look that he made or he was responding to something charlie said and there he made like a specific like smirk or like face that was like trying to show that he was like had the upper hand and it yeah. just felt really manipulative like i i can't quite remember exactly the um instant the, like the context the exactly yeah. but it was very much like he was trying to like show up as like the best protector to yeah. charlie not bella which was problematic for me like yeah i don't know it was just kind of alluding to that and then like also just other times when yeah he was just like not very um open with her about things i guess yeah Yeah. on the one hand it's like what actually happened because she is such a terrible narrator but then also like he i i will give him i I, i'll give both of them on some sense like a pass if we were to look at this like as individual behavior and not involving like the love triangle let's look at that for a second yeah where it's like he's a vampire he's a predator and so it's like sometimes he can't always help those instincts and he kind of admits that he's like it's very hard i don't have that many that much patience all the time yeah um and so then looking at uh jacob where it's like he has these emotional yeah. outbursts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has these emotional outbursts because he's an animal. And so, mm-hmm. like, he's subject to those emotional outbursts because they consume him. I guess I can't say that they consume him, but it's like Edward ha- can, uh, we find this out later, but like vampires can think about like seven or eight things at once. Right. Because their brains are just always going. And we, it's described later, but Edward kind of mentions it here. Um, whereas, like, emotionally jake does not function that way yeah and that's because like a dog 
doesn't do that. They're instinct driven. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, obviously I get angry every time he like puts on the like macho man and he gets all like emotionally, but it's like, yeah, I'm also going to give him a pass on that because it's like not in his nature to control that anymore. Yeah. That being said, those both aside, it was their manipulation on all three parts that bothered me because like her kiss Edward suddenly like, okay, this was really sad, but it was also like, you had to have known when he buys the bike. So that way he can ride with Bella. Edward? Yeah. He buys himself a bike, like a really, really nice one. And then he's like, but it's not the same because it's a you and Jake thing. It's like, you had to have thought of that already. And then you just tried anyway. And then you made yourself feel sad (laughs) in front of her, which you know is going to make her feel worse. Oh my God. Or pretend to feel worse. I He knows, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, he's, I he's will the say, smartest of all of them, and he's oh yeah, failing. <laughs> if I have to choose like the lesser of two evils, I would rather be manipulated by somebody being nice than have them manipulate me by like force threatening themselves. to kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, or force forcing themselves on me multiple times. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think to 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 um to wrap up the toxicity well i think i would i would um to continue on the toxic path yeah i would yeah. choose edward and i would choose edward and fix him by <laughs> by you sound like me do not talk to me that way yeah yeah and i and i'm going to be like the princess and he's going to follow me to alaska yeah or else you know yeah I, I think like, <laughs> yeah, famous last words. Um, I think for me, okay, unrelated to them. So at the end of the day, I think I'm actually like team Rosalie and Emmett. I'm far more interested in yeah. them. Um, I think all three of the couples, actually all of the couples, even in the wolves and, and like these all, mm-hmm. all these fresh dynamics are just so much more interesting than Edward and Bella. Like you can see why they work. Yeah. Whereas Edward and Bella, apparently Bella There's is a story. Hot yeah exactly they have like a story edward Um, and bella don't (laughs) no they don't it was just that she walked into like biology and he almost threw up (laughs) like that's their story he almost bit her (laughs) yeah um so like one stark difference and i've always been like a rosalie stan from day one and then i was I obviously i see the movies a lot more because they'll be on tv or something you can't just passively read a book like this and Watching them and reading them back to back like this, I did not realize just how much they edited Rosalie in the movie to be so much bitchier. Because mm. in the book, she like goes and finds Bella at the sleepover and she tells yeah. her all about her history. And she's concerned about like, she wants to make sure that Bella's comfortable with the conversation. Yeah. Um, and she even kind of admits like she's warming up to her as reluctantly yeah. as she might. Um. And then she speaks so sweetly of Emmett and the way that like Emmett has helped her. Mm. And that doesn't happen in the movie. In the movie, it's like Bella goes searching for Rosalie. Rosalie is very like confrontational at first. And then she seems to be using this, this story, like weaponizing it against Bella. When in the book, it was very much like, here's my trauma, witness me kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't like the way that the, I think the movie painted, the movie was really bad. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. The movie was really bad compared to the books. And that was, uh, like the, the first two were not like that. 
Yeah, but there was just like character that was lost, which you mentioned like Edward's so much more of a victim in the books, which I will agree with. He's so much more of a victim in the books and a lot of it is because like they have to skip through so much that we didn't get the scene where he essentially had Elle Alice kidnap her. in the movies? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the movies. He, we didn't get the scene where he like essentially had Alice kidnap her for her safety, yeah. quote unquote safety. Um, yeah. We don't have this kind of like sweet meeting between her and Rosalie. Um, we even lost some of the like warmer moments from Jake. It's just the aggressive yeah. moments. Yeah. Um, and so they were just like really ramping up the conflict. Yeah. So. My I, the other favorite is obviously like Alice and Jasper. Yeah. And they're just sweet together because it's like she is the sweet like the sweet treat that he gets after all of the trauma shit that he went through. Yeah. And we don't really find out about the fact. It was just like, yeah, I was, you know, as part of the Confederate army. Anyway, like. (laughs) All right. Terrible, but okay. That's a big one to drop. Thank you. Thanks for Um, that. Yeah. I loved it. Um, But yeah, like all of them are just so much more interesting. There's so much more of a dynamic. It's like, you've got Beauty and the Beast. You've got the brute and the, the smart one. And then you've got hot and hot. Yeah. Like that's that's their dynamic it's just hot yeah i guess but, yeah yeah so i do think um and i think you had mentioned this at the watch party when they go to the bonfire camp mm-hmm. oh the council meeting yeah is there hot dogs there yeah okay didn't make that up (laughs) yeah there's hot dogs there a very important Uh, detail detail yep yeah (laughs) um and uh there was a like a big like kind of story Mm -hmm. was it billy yeah billy was telling it um that those are those are really hard for me to listen to and like stay focused and be able to remember Mm-hmm. So that actually watching it was helpful for me. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's really interesting. There's so much cut from it though. Like yeah, it's I'm sure. such like a bastardized yeah. version of it, yeah. which I get it. It's a really long story, but yeah, they also lost some of the integrity of it. Yeah. But that's just like, that sums up the movie in a whole. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. I really did enjoy, and I was kind of getting excited about the politics between like the wolves and the vampires and like, Mm -hmm. so learning how, where that all like stemmed from and then them having to like work together was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I do remember the action. Um, the action was actually not bad in the book. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed that. Cause I was like able to like, yeah, it felt really, Genuine. I did. I felt over underwhelmed in the movie, to be honest. If I, I would say that the action in the movie was slightly better in the fight between like Edward and Victoria. Yeah, and that's just because like I it really like so the moment. fast in the book. Yeah, like it's over pretty quickly. She just runs, but the moment in the movie when she's when he's like, "You're never gonna, you're never gonna yeah. get this chance again." Yeah. They have and like she like she like t- slowly turns around like that moment is good yeah. because then there's this like this moment of like oh shit is he going to be able to she's really fired up now and yeah. then like a couple of moves and he's just off their head you know yeah um 
but I won't say it's actually that different. I, I was kind of like reading it and thinking through it. And I was like, it's actually pretty on par. Like you've got the hand, which happens in the book. Yeah. Um, I felt like-, like the climax was greater, better done in the book. Yeah. It, it just, it was, it wasn't the action wasn't, action necessarily in the movie was underwhelming it was just like kind of like oh okay so now it's six people fighting with six people yeah kind of thing and the stakes it just seemed kind of random random to me like that all of a sudden they're walking out of the smoke with dark clothes (laughs) like it would have i don't know i just felt it felt kind of anticlimactic in that way like the build-up seemed they had to spend the whole movie trying to get all of the plot together that it moved so fast that like, by the time that came, you were kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, it was also like, there's different focuses. I think the reason the buildup in the book is so much better is because like, that is actually the core of yeah. this book. As much yeah. as we're trying to say, it's like, Oh, it's the fight. It's against the younglings and against uh, Victoria. It's like, no, actually kind of the crux of the book is this love triangle. Yeah. So that weighs more yeah. than the actual, the, the, i'll like quote it but like quote unquote climax of the fight yeah because like that didn't really feel like it did it was what was was her calling jacob back and kissing him yeah because if that were the case we would have seen more of the fight like that should have been yeah victoria and um edward should have been like the the pre yeah exactly exactly and then it should have ended with jacob yeah yeah that that would have been better um and that's just because like the focus is clearly so different and the movie tried to focus more on this conflict when it came to that scene finally uh-huh and so i think it did give it more weight yeah because we see a little bit more of the fight down down the mountain in the clearing and um there is kind of more build-up I have some, a note that i actually made is like when we see riley in the clearing or in the on the mountaintop in the movie we know who he is we've been seeing his pictures uh-huh. throughout the movie and so that is something that i think the movie did better is like it really emphasized like it it threw in the elements it needed to so that way the end of it mm-hmm. felt stronger yeah and so i think that's that's like a core difference between the two is like the movie was focused on this like clan conflict whereas yeah. the show or the the book was focused on the, this love, the triangle. love triangle yeah yeah, yeah. which I won't say that one is better than the other. If we want to talk about accuracy, like to the source, it's like obviously the book is one thing, but I think the movie is just like an entirely different beast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I love that scene <laughs> in the tent in the movie. Oh, geez. <laughs> Where he's like, I'm hotter than you <laughs> to Edward. <laughs> it's like such a dad joke and he it's says it with so such a straight good. face i'm like how do you say that with a straight face genuinely please tell me i know me. Tell and me then your edward just goes like he's just so defeated the funny thing is like in the book they actually get along really well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a very like they chuckle together they laugh together a few times it's a very like, good scene in the book i really like yeah it. and there's this line that they kept in the movie that's from the books and so the line is like you know if edward says to him he's like you know if uh if you weren't trying to take away my reason for existing and you weren't a dog i might actually like you yeah and then jacob's gonna say it back and he's like no not even then but in the book it feels very much more like a joke right 
and the movie yeah. he delivered it so serious and i was like yeah. okay way to make yeah. it mean again i agree it was definitely more of like a passing like yeah little comment in the book and then in the movie it just made it too serious it made it too it serious took it too seriously yeah 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 agreed and i will i'm not saying that taylor latner is not hot because god would strike me down would i say that yeah. um I just don't think he's hot enough to get by with, like, the crimes that Jacob committed. Oh, yeah. Which is not his fault. Jacob committed some pretty serious crimes in his book <laughs> against, like, me, the reader. You have to separate the art from the artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just, like, he was, he, was, he was pretty hot in this book for me. I was, or in the movie, not in the book. Because he's, book. like, naked half the time. Well, no, the book. So the book, he's supposed to be massive, which... Yeah. Which I like, was I'm imagining, into. like, I was into this. Size. Okay? I'm imagining, yes. like, Cassian. Like, fucking yeah. huge. Like, yeah. Like, he turned into a man, like, overnight. Because yes. he's a fucking wolf. Yeah. But then... And then he even says, he's like, yeah, my body's, like, a 25-year-old. I'm like, in what world? <laughs> in is what that world? a 25-year-old? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'm not going to say the actor was not cute oh, yeah, or anything hot. but he's definitely i have i had to kind of close my eyes and make him a little bit bigger and then also and and also like he's a wolf should be yeah hairy. yeah he should he should have like some chest hair you know oh, God. i want a happy trail and he's just like waxed just clearly waxed all of it off um, <laughs> like boiled <laughs> and then they like magically have clothes on in the movie when they phase right. back i'm like that's oh my not God. accurate it would have been um, so much hotter if they had needed like, butt be... cheeks. I know we needed butt, I cheeks. butt cheeks and we needed like that V. Oh my God. I needed a, a, a hint of but that. The, the pants were pulled up so high. I'm like, put them a little, just like slightly. Lower, I know. And in the late, lower. in the late, like the, in the two thousands too. Oh yeah. Like, Come on. Your yeah. pants are supposed to be so low. Oh, I know. Yeah. So it was, I felt like it, he, he was really put it in, putting it on in the movie yes Jake. yeah and i was there for it and i i'm separating the art from the artist the from the art from the yeah. artist there <laughs> um i will say because at the end of the day obviously i had problems with edward and jacob and kind of back to your point it's like in, in the second book i loved jacob i had my yeah. problems with him later in the book but like i liked jacob in book two yeah. It's this one where I'm like, I don't know how you could still be Team Jacob after the things that he does in this book. Yeah. However, like a big but to the end of that, all of the problems that the two of them have between Edward and Jacob are like Bella's fault. <laughs> like I feel like such a sexist saying that. Like, but <laughs> she fully admits, like, she's like, I should be able to just say no to Jake and just like leave him. I'm like, yeah, you should. And then going back to the, like, something I think I talked to you about, which is that, like, oh, no, I don't think I did, actually. I think I just wrote it very aggressively in my notes, um, is, like, she does not trust any of them to be able to do what they need to do. Yeah, it's true. And it's, like, he is fully capable. In fact, his body is designed to fight them. And, and then, you're making his job a lot harder by doing yeah. all of this. Yeah. And then yeah. she doesn't have any, like, comparable solutions. Exactly. She's exactly. just, like... She's just always against what everyone else is doing, but she doesn't have a plan herself. Yeah. Which is so frustrating. And that's, that's like your point of like, she's not listening. There's a yeah. reason why Edward doesn't want to turn her. Yeah. And I will say this, 
which I think they, you know, if they had written the book, if we had, if we're rewriting the book now in this day and age, I really think they, that using the, um, that, uh, Jacob had a good argument in terms of why she should be with him, mm-hmm. which is you don't have to leave everyone. Yeah. Like everyone's right here because she like, you know, and, and there were times in the book when she was like imagining that life and it felt very good. Like, mm-hmm. right. Like we don't get a lot of commentary, but it felt like a very peaceful place to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it just kind of got, gets wiped out with like wanting to be with Edward. Yeah. And then I, and then I have to be like, okay, but why? Like, I'm not saying he's yeah. not hot. I'm not saying like, you don't have this connection, but there's no like legitimate reason. Whereas I felt like Jacob did have that, like reason well, this- that like back um he really backed up like and then the whole yes. the whole point of him like convincing her is like obviously not kosher but it's like yeah she's not even me, thinking about this <laughs> yeah for me it goes back to like we don't get any commentary on it so she has like this future this like yeah this uh dream i guess while they're making out of them being married and Charlie's there and Renee can be there and they've got kids and all that, but she doesn't say whether or not she likes that. Yeah. And so kind of going back again to the Rosalie conversation when Rosalie is like, I wanted children. I wanted a house full of children and grandchildren. I don't get that. And Bella just doesn't seem that concerned with it. Yeah. Which a little bit of it is like in hindsight, a teenager cannot make those decisions for themselves. Yeah. Obviously I had very hard opinions about this as a child when I was reading this, Um, a child being in high school, but like if she's not concerned with those then the argument is meaningless, but Mm -hmm. again, like there's very little commentary that we get to know what she's actually interested in. And so when she kind of says like, I love Jacob, but I love Edward more. It's like, okay, like I get that. Yeah. But why? Like, tell me why you guys love each other. Yeah. 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 And I will say like, I don't get why she loves Jacob either because he's a raging asshole this entire book. There's like five minutes, I guess, where they where he's not an asshole and we don't actually get to see it. She just says like, oh, it was actually quite nice. Like if it's that much of a surprise, maybe he's just an asshole now. She's just like, she just keeps going back to him and it's like, why? Yeah. yeah. He clearly does not think you are friends. Yeah. That's like not a good friendship. It's he's not. not. That's not a good friend. Yeah. Someone who doesn't accept that role. And so then to just go back and like, what are you, what are you getting out of this? Like, you know, like what are yeah. your expectations are not the same as his. So yeah. But in you are, are not, are refusing to like face that, I guess. And yeah. put, that, put down that boundary. Yeah. I think that was one of the hard parts that I have with this, the entire book where she's just like, but I don't want to let Jacob go. And I'm like, but why? Like, he's been so terrible to you. Yeah. The one time that she really puts her foot down is after he forces that first kiss on her. And she's like, I thought my right hook would, you know, make it clear. And then she's like, just not mad. Why? I'd be furious. She also has like no support system. Oh, I know. It's so sad. She has like her, even dad's even Charlie's like not really there for her. She doesn't really yeah. want him to be, which is fair. It's your dad. But then yeah, like, yeah. you don't have like girlfriends. You don't tell your mom anything. Because you think she's a child. Yeah. Like a little bit of this is self-imposed. Yeah. Because Angela and Jessica 
did try to be her friend when she was like mourning Jacob or mourning uh, Edward leaving. And she just isolated to the point where she's like, I don't know who these people are sitting at my table at lunch. Yeah. Like that's bad. Yeah. You have to be really fucking checked out to just not know that. Yeah. Um, And she, there's this like superiority complex that she has when she kind of like talks about Angela. She's like, oh, such nice, normal problems. Yeah. Like you could have those problems and have Edward. You've like- like she is the problem yeah entirely yeah yeah exhibit a (laughs) (laughs) yeah book number three yeah oh no Um, bella (laughs) she yeah exhibit a is is exhibit a every choice she makes through the entire thing yeah uh yeah and it's funny because it's like when she does something bad other than the whole kiss situation which she kind of tried to like i don't know I mean, her, the way she like groveled with Edward, I was like, that's actually very manipulative when she's like, punish me more. I'm like, shut up. Mm. Shut up. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I do need to read Edward's point of view because I'm just like, shut up, Bella. I don't care. Um, But it's like, when she doesn't actually do something wrong, she's making it a problem. Yeah. Or if there's nothing wrong, she's making a problem. But when it's somebody else's fault, she like puts it on herself. Yeah. Which is such like a... I, I think everyone does that to an extent, obviously. Like, it can be very easy to blame yourself. But she does it, like, chronically. Like, to the point of actual manipulation when she's when she's with them. She gaslights herself. She does. She gaslights herself. She entirely gaslights herself into thinking. And I'm like, at no point has Edward done this, actually. Yeah. He might, like, obviously the comments about, like, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't be ridiculous. Those are, like, dismissive, I would say, and condescending, but I don't think those, like, edge on Gaslight in the same way that she, or at least to the level that she does it to herself. Yeah. And this brings me back to the fact that this is written by a Mormon. Yeah. Like, she can't say anything bad about Jessica. She, like, the the whole virginity thing from Edward. Um, the concept of, like, like, there's no indication that Bella's actually, like, Christian. But it's just an unsaid thing in the book that there yeah. is, like, damnation. Right. And then the whole marriage thing. Oh, yeah. Was just kind of, ugh. Yeah. Like, I think it was supposed to be a chivalrous thing. Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of how it, it came across out. before. Yeah. 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 But in our modern... Con- context, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, to... Okay, so we have been to forks yes we have as of today after reading eclipse we have been to forks well as of january we hadn't been to forks in our new by our new moon episode yeah so this is the first episode where we're like we can Mm -hmm. comment now yes on the rural (laughs) yeah i hate that word too i know beyond the the rural living because because you can now vouch how long it takes to get from forks to seattle yeah and it is not an evening trip (laughs) no it's not also okay i will say when i uh it's like a flight to austin (laughs) like it's (laughs) yeah I also like, I don't know, I didn't use a map or anything when I was a kid. And for some reason, I always thought Forks was higher north. Yeah. But when they were talking about like, yeah, we got to, we got to 
they're going to come from the north. And so when I was a kid, I was like, are they going to go all the way around Forks? How are they protecting Forks if they're like coming from the north? But now when I was reading it, I was like, I can see the map in my head because of right. how many times we had to look at that like map when we were driving out there. What do you mean protect maps. from the north? Well, because uh, in Alice's vision, she talks about them coming from the north. Right. And it's because Forks is here and Seattle, I guess if we're in reverse, Seattle's like right here. Forks is like right here, right on that peninsula. And so they're coming from the north. Yeah. But in my head, when I was a teenager reading this, here's Seattle, here's Forks. Yeah. Don't ask me why. Yeah. And so I was like, are they going to go all the way around Forks and come from up here? Why wouldn't they right, just go straight right. through it? Makes a lot more sense now that well, I'm and there's, like, and, and we know that it. there's two roads. Yeah. You, can, you so, can go over the Olympics or under the Olympics. Yeah. And, and they, so they probably, could have come from here or. Yeah. The new, they, they probably came via ferry because they probably that is came by the running. only way to go from the north because <laughs> there's just a crack of water. Otherwise, you, you just do go have to go the, the way we went, which would have been um through the gig harbor bridge yeah up to port towns and port angeles and then around but yeah yeah even port townsend is like a stretch for just like an evening drive oh god no it's a four hours to get to port townsend oh that's right so it's it's like a six port hour townsend drive is closer to seattle than it is port yeah Forks. port townsend is at the inner edge of the peninsula yeah so you can take a ferry and you might be able to get there faster if you yeah. didn't drive, but that's if you're, you get a good hour, you get on the hour with like the ferry because yeah. the ferries only leave like every, and sometimes there's like a huge line. So mm -hmm. that's why we drove and then we took the ferry back. Yeah. The ferry was nice. Yeah, that was yeah, nice. I mean, they're vampires. They could just go through the water and then like can they? race. Yeah. Oh, okay. So remember, cause Victoria was going to find them find her when she yeah. hit the she's like cliff jumped and she hit the wall and then like victoria was in the water and all that and she's like oh okay. good she's dead yeah like um <laughs> yeah i think it having been there now when they talk about like uh it's just it all seems so much bigger i think in the book where it's like their their house is way in the forest I'm like is it though oh and and when they need like rides yeah like, that's a 10 minute walk yeah you don't need to you don't need to yeah you're gonna make it worse by putting like, too many cars on that road on yeah that like oh let me road. give you a ride yeah okay. to where to, oh, it's there, so it's so dangerous the out lawn. there yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. then and then there was that point in the movie when i was like i don't believe there was sidewalk in front of our house because yeah. it showed like the <laughs> sidewalk and i'm like that's a really nice sidewalk yeah and there there's just it's just the boonies it's, it's yeah. these tiny little streets with these like yeah. old houses and then there's like a railroad track and then you yeah. have like four or five like outcrop buildings of like a post tiny post office a pizza mm -hmm. parlor and the which was station. really good by the way but it was very good it was very good and then we were very high which i think helped but it was good before we got high yeah and then it just got better yeah. um yeah so having been there i would say that this book is extremely accurate there were so many vampires and werewolves absolutely just hanging in the shadows we could feel their presence yeah <laughs> okay very remote oh very remote it was so okay so when we were there we were like filming a little 
bonus that's when we filmed our th- our bonus episode last yeah. season and um i remember because we were smoking outside it was so dark mm-hmm. like the kind of dark like when you say you're afraid of the dark in this in the city it's like it's never really that dark in the city actually but in the woods in the woods in, in like story. R- rural mm-hmm. forks that was a whole other thing like i felt like my childhood fear come back of like monsters under the bed yeah you know your brain suddenly like hey remember skinwalkers <laughs> yeah remember the that that native yeah. american story yeah and my body was like yeah we're going inside now <laughs> yeah i'm done smoking for the night yeah um Milo. so if i have not already said i have said but milo is from forks he was born in yeah. forks but he actually grew up in clearwater mm-hmm. which is like the last name of somebody right yeah um which is like 20 minutes or so um outside of forks so you're literally talking about the woods um and well that that's where one of his houses were but then his dad's house they called it the Taj Mahal it was not the Taj Mahal oh but it had an outhouse I know I think you told me this story but please tell me again because it's so sad it is really sad (laughs) So when their parent, when his parents uh, separated or whatever, he would go stay with his dad and um, his, he was the youngest. He had three older siblings and I think it was like one room wood stove. I mean, there was probably a couple of rooms, wood stove. And if you needed to use the bathroom, you had to walk outside into this outhouse that was like, not like right outside. It was like, you had to walk a little bit. And they had to keep the stink smell far away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, I mean, you've seen it at night there. Oh God. Yeah. Can you imagine how like darker and scarier that would have been? There's not really houses around. Yeah. So it, Milo was probably like four or whatever. And he had like, um, his flashlight and he went out with, they all went out and I think Shannon or Aaron or someone had the, um, flashlight. And so he went out there. And they were going to, they all went first and then he went last and then they left him out there without a flashlight. <laughs> oh God. And he your siblings really get it. Yeah. And you, you just have to, he had to just find his way back, but he just, can you imagine? So no, scary. I don't want to. I'd be traumatized. I'd yeah. be absolutely traumatized. <laughs> um, life in the, life in the woods. Life in the woods. <laughs> um, I'll just dig my own hole, like within a safe distance <laughs> from the house. You know, like dogs and cats do, where they like make eye contact with you while they're going. Yeah, or That's just a I'll bucket. Do. Yeah, but I want to hide it. Yeah, I don't need somebody seeing that. <laughs> okay, so final thoughts. This is the worst book by far, and like, at least in the other ones, there was like excitement there was something to like yeah i think this is when it turns right because like at first i was like you know the books aren't that bad in hindsight and this is the first one i was like never mind right actually it's terrible yeah this is the worst this is the worst one out of the three so far yeah in terms of like the toxicity the manipulation the like childishness Mm -hmm. um yeah 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 Okay. Okay. So that was Eclipse, everybody. Tell us your thoughts. 
Okay. Okay. We need to say two, two good things. One each. Well, I really liked, um, (laughs) insert long pause. Um, I will say I liked learning more about like the, the world. So we got more about the werewolves. Those like it, things are expanding, which is always exciting. And That's that what included, I liked too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a feeling because we we both really enjoy when things grow. Yeah. Um, but also, I really liked learning more. Like included in that is learning more about their um, the si- oh, sorry, the Cullen siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the back their backstories and stuff were really interesting, yeah. and they they did add a lot. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Getting and those also like, getting the sorry, getting uh, Billy's like story yeah. and stuff, and and hearing all of that, I felt like was really helpful. And I liked the alliance. I thought that was like yes. really cool. Yes, and you're gonna see that grow in the next book. Good. But there was like the three really long stories, which is Rosalie's history, Jasper's history, and then the uh, tribe's history. Yeah. Which I think that added a lot more than anything Bella said or did. Yeah so definitely yeah Yeah. okay all right so um a couple of announcements we will probably you've probably already heard it from like a little uh snippet in between in the middle of the episode but we do have merch and you can go to our website and go to our shop and we do have like some cute stuff on there. Um, we have a yeah. sweatshirt that says like in bed with books and green, pink, and black. Um, we have a new mug that, um, is super cute and, um, some stickers. So, oh, and that tote bag. That's right. I know the tote bag. So cool. I need to get the tote bag. I need to get more sweatshirts. Okay. I so like them. angry because mine is lost. It got yeah. pretty sure it got stolen. Cause I went through and cleaned out my car. I had compiled a bunch of books. I was going to go trade in so books like that I just have already read that I'm like, oh, I don't really need to keep this. It had my hardback of Court of Silver Flames. Yeah. It had the Once and Future Witches. It had like all of these like books that were like in fairly good condition. Cause I was like, oh, I can like trade them in and like get uh, more It'll books. Worth good. Yeah. So someone got those books and I don't know who they were. And they got my tote bag. That sucks. Yeah. The tote bag. So that one side says good girls read romance mm-hmm. and the other side says bad girls read smut. So yes, very excited about that. Okay. So and then, that being said, yeah. Uh, we hope that you'll join us for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. We've got some interesting things planned. Yes. So. And if, if you want to hear more from us, um, hit subscribe on whatever you're, yeah, whatever, whatever you're, you're listening, listening on Spotify, um, Apple podcasts, um, that is really helpful so yeah and um, then head over to instagram if you want to get all the almost latest news and our email if you want to get the actual latest news yes yeah of course all right thank you for listening and joining us for another week thanks you guys make sure to like and subscribe to the pod we're on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts wherever you pod until next time happy reading happy reading Bye. bye
real quick. Yeah. Bye. I love you. Have a good day. He's leaving for work.